Let me see. Oh, dear, 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 dear me. Uh, Forget, boy. In a minute, dear, in a minute. I'm trying to remember something. What in tarnation are you remembering now? What I'm doing here, for one thing. Now, let me see. Let me see. Uh, oh, ah, I got my suitcases here. So, uh, I must be either going somewhere or coming back. Yeah, now come on. Forget don't what? tell me. Don't tell me, dear. I'm going to figure this one out myself. Now, uh, I got a ticket in my hand, so I must be going somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, dear. Uh, hold on. As soon as I remember why I'm here. I, oh, I'm here at this train station. Railroad station. You can see the railroad sign right there. So let's Last call. All aboard. Put them all together. Let me get these all straight out. Now, if I'm at a railroad station with my bags yeah. and my ticket yeah. and I'm going somewhere, yeah. how am I going to get there? Oh, I see now. Don't interrupt, Don. I got it now. train with Clementine and Buster to go to Dodge City. <laughs> I remembered, and they thought I wouldn't remember that one, did they? And they call me Forgetful Jones. <laughs> Wait a second, train! Wait for me! You forgot me, train! Wait! Wait! Oh, Forgetful Jones. What are we going to do with you? Poor forgetful Jones. Well, what happens when we forget things? It's not a good thing, right? When we forget, it wreaks havoc. What happens when you forget your anniversary? What happens when you forget an important meeting with your boss? I'm sure we've all forgotten a password now and then, or a PIN number, right? You might have even forgotten a person or a family member. Okay, one time when Alicia was a kid, she told me this when she was about seven or eight. Her family went on a family vacation. They stopped at a little rest stop, Long I-70. They took their break. They loaded up the conversion van, hit the road. On the way, on the on-ramp to I-70, and Alicia's dad looks in the rearview mirror. And there's Alicia. <laughs> Running up the on-ramp to I-70. And it always makes me laugh. Just thinking about Alicia running up that on-ramp. I love you, babe. I really, really love you. I promise. But we forget things. And it wreaks havoc on our lives. It causes stress. It stands in the way of our goals. It wastes time. We Forget. And even though none of us remembers everything, we expect everybody else to remember everything. Right? We expect our waitress to remember what we had last week. We expect our spouse to remember every little detail of what we said. I, of course, expect you to remember every sermon 
than I have ever preached. Okay? Probably not. But, you know, we're forgetful, aren't we? Just last week I had a conversation with Mark Stanley. Mark told me to do something, asked me to do something. I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I got this. I'm all over this. Five minutes later, what was it that Mark told me to do? I couldn't remember and I had to text Mark. Mark won't believe this, but I already forgot what you asked me to do. Luckily, Mark was very gracious. How often, probably once a week at the very least, you said, Oh, I can't believe it. I forgot. Fill in the blank. We forget. So turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 8, if you have them with you. That's where we're going to be, Deuteronomy chapter 8. And you know, it is especially tragic when someone forgets who they are and where they came from. Many of us, some of us know firsthand what it's like to witness a family member struggle through Alzheimer's disease. It's a horrible disease where the familiar becomes foreign and loved ones become as strangers. It is so demoralizing to witness somebody forget who they are and where they came from. It's also important to remember that memory is not just a personal, private matter. Okay? Memory can be a shared thing. A community of people has a memory. And Moses knew this very well. So that's why in Deuteronomy chapter 8, he says the following. He says, Be careful that you do not... Be careful that you do not... Forget, there you are, the Lord your God, failing to observe His commands, His laws and His decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your hearts will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful desert, that thirsty and waterless land, its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the desert, something your fathers had never known, to humble and to test you, so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have provided this wealth for me. But, remember the Lord your God. For it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms His covenant, which which He swore to your forefathers as it is today. A community of people. Moses was talking to all of Israel, the community of people. And he knows that a community of people remembers together, but often they forget together. And sadly, 
Almost the entire Old Testament is a story about how God's people forgot about God. Even though God saved them, rescued them, did marvelous works for them, the people forgot. They followed other gods, they left their covenant with God in the dust, and they just did whatever they saw fit. It was communal amnesia. Communal amnesia. So how do we, as forgetful people, comprising a church, battle, protect ourselves against communal amnesia? Well, there are many ways we do this. Scripture, in fact, is a memory book. When we read Scripture together, we remember where we came from together. We remember who we are together. So that's why in Jewish schools still today, the children will recite, memorize Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 21, which says, We were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Now these children... They were never slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt. God did not save them out of that slavery. But when they recite that and they memorize that scripture, they place themselves right inside the story, right in the drama. And they become the ones who were saved out of Egypt. And we do the same thing. We do the same thing. Think about the song that we sang today right before communion. When I survey the wondrous cross. We weren't there. We were not sitting at the cross when Jesus died. But yet we sing, When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died. We sing, See, from his head, his hands, his feet, Sorrow and love flow, mingle down. When we sing songs like this, we place ourselves into the story, into the drama. And we can hear the onlookers cursing at Jesus. We can hear Jesus struggling to breathe. We can see the blood dripping down from the cross, hitting the dusty soil. We can smell the sweat and the dust. We remember. We refresh our memory. So when we sing together, we fight communal amnesia. But that's not the only thing. Pretty much everything we do here does this. The songs we sing, our sermons, Bible class, communion especially, that's a direct remembrance where we take through the vine, bread so we remember who we are and where we came from. We observe holidays like Christmas and Easter so we can remember, right? Because we forget often we come to church often that we know who we are and where we came from. Now you might be saying, well, John, you know, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. 
Well, you know what? I agree with that. You don't have to go to church to be a Christian. I'm all about having worship as an everyday thing, a lifestyle of worship. But you know what? All of those people that I know who have a lifestyle of worship and worship God every day, they can't wait to see their brothers and sisters on Sunday and worship God together with all of them. And remember who we are and where we came from. So who are we anyways? Well, here's a reminder. We are not our own. We are bought at a price. We're foreigners and strangers in this land. We're loved by God. We're a royal priesthood. And we were created to do good works. You remember that? There's your reminder for the day. That's who we are. That's where we came from. That's why we're here. The writer of Hebrews said it much better does it much better than I could. And notice this is your memory verse. Here he says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. And do not to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Notice sacrifice here. You know, we don't uh, sacrifice our livestock anymore, right? We're not required to sacrifice our lives like Jesus sacrificed his life. Now, many Christians have and do sacrifice their life for the faith, make the ultimate sacrifice, but we're not required to do that. The sacrifices that we're required to make now is right here. Continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. We praise God continually. That's a sacrifice. And then, don't forget also the sacrifice of doing good and sharing with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Do not forget. So our great country, we celebrate a holiday tomorrow called Memorial Day. And many of you don't have to go to work tomorrow because of this great holiday. It's a time where we remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice for the freedom that we have in our country today. Our government says it's worth it to take a day off so we can focus on how we got here and who we are. That's why it's called Memorial Day, so we remember who we are and how we got here. Memorial Day is a battle against national and cultural amnesia. Intentional memory. I mean, after all, what if we forget... What if we forget how we got the great freedom that we have in our country today? What if we forget that every family in this world pretty much 
in a heartbeat would move from their country to live in America. If we forget that the freedom that we enjoy here was purchased by the blood and sweat of brave men and women, then we erase our gratitude and appreciation. If we forget that our freedom was purchased by the grief of widows and orphans, we erase our identity and our humility. All of that gratitude and appreciation is gone if we forget. Therefore, we must intentionally remember. If we forget the great cost of freedom, then that freedom will lose all its value, all of its meaning. So, when I perform a marriage counseling, I use a resource that costs $35. Now, the church will gladly pay that $35, um, but I always make the couple pay that $35. Why? Well, it's because when somebody pays their own way, they'll take it more seriously, right? When somebody puts something of themselves into it, when they invest and sacrifice, then they'll appreciate it more, They'll be more purposeful about it. So when you remember the cost of something and the time and the investment put in, then you'll be more appreciative and more purposeful on how you live your life. So I have another video to show. It's not Forgetful Jones. Um, but let this video serve as a reminder to live your life with purpose. Let's roll the video. Dear Dad, after all these years, I've never stopped writing. I still remember many of the letters I've written you and the moments I wish you could have seen. But I try real hard to remember that you told me you'll always love me and to write you all the time. I didn't want you to go, but you pulled me close and hugged me tight and you said that some things are worth fighting for. Dear Daddy, I learned how to roller skate today. You'd be so proud. I fell down sometimes and skinned my knees, so I tried again and again. I was brave just like you. Hey, Dad. Sorry I haven't ridden in a while. I'm 14 today. Can you believe it? Don't worry, though. No boyfriend. Mom and I are doing well. Sometimes we get lonely, but it's not too bad. Dear Dad, High school graduation. I really wish you were here today. College is just around the corner. I'm staying close to home, though. I figured you'd want me to help keep an eye on Mom. Dear Dad, today I married the man of my dreams. He reminds me of you. He's gentle yet strong. He loves serving me, and he can make me laugh all the time, just like you could. Granddaddy went ahead and walked me down the aisle, said that you'd be proud of me. It was a wonderful day seeing so many friends. 
we talked about you a lot and how we wished you were here. Oh, Daddy, I love coming to visit you. This time, I brought someone else, your granddaughter. I tell her about you all the time. We talk about the letters I write you and that maybe she can write you too someday. Yesterday, she told me she'd love to meet you. So I pulled her close, hugged her tight, and told her about how some things in this world are worth fighting for, even dying for. Love always, your daughter. Sacrifice is difficult, isn't it? Sacrifice is one of the deepest pains that we have as a community of people, yet it comes with the greatest of rewards. Every one of you here today, all of us have a daddy who went off to war and fought against evil. It was here on earth fought against sin and death, something that we are very familiar with. And guess what? We won. We won. Because of what your daddy did, you don't have to worry anymore. Your life is secure. Your sins forgiven. The sacrifice of Jesus is painful. But it came with the greatest of rewards. The gospel. The good news that the war is finally over. And we've won. We've won. So now you have a choice. You can forget about Jesus. Leave him in the dust. And just live however you see fit. However, like forgetful Jones, he might be at the train station, ticket in hand, and it never gets punched. That train to glory rides away. You think it forgot you, but in reality, you forgot it. Or you can remember the sacrifice that it took to have your freedom, your spiritual freedom. And you can live your life to honor that sacrifice and be purposeful with what you do and your behavior. May we not forget about God that He saved us like the Israelites forgot. But may we live our lives in a way that would make our daddy proud to call us his children. I'll leave you with one last scripture. It's from the book of Isaiah, chapter 49. Verse 15 says, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. We are forgetful people. Every week, maybe every day. Oh, I can't believe I forgot. 
But God doesn't forget. God is not forgetful. God is faithful. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He has a special name for you. He does not forget you. So I invite you this morning, take a look at your life. Take a look around at your life. Does it seem like you're forgetting something? Don't you hate that feeling? It feels like I'm forgetting something. Make sure you're not forgetting Jesus. Make sure that you remember to offer continually a sacrifice of praise. And do not forget to do good and to share with others. That is having a purposeful life that honors Jesus' sacrifice. May we not forget. Don't forget that the Lord brought you out of slavery of sin and death with a mighty hand. God sure thought that your life was worth sacrificing for. And you better believe it too. Whatever your need, please come as we stand and sing.